Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Detectives, where we bring to you tales from the greatest detective shows the golden age of radio had to offer. And now... With 91 surviving episodes broadcast on NBC Radio from 1934 to 1957, we bring to you Lights Out. Ironized Yeast presents Lights Out, everybody. It is later than... Lights Out brings you stories of the supernatural and the supernormal, dramatizing the fantasies and the mysteries of the unknown. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off your radio now. This is Arch Obler. If you don't mind, I'm not going to tell you anything about the story we're going to do in a few minutes. Neither the title, nor anything about the characters, nor even the usual remark about any similarity of this story to real events and actual people occurring so and so forth. Nope. We're just going to tell you a strange story. But first, Bob Stevenson. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about you. If you're so unattractively thin and jittery and run down that you're really only half-living... Maybe it simply means you're not getting enough vitamin B and iron from your food. If that's it, don't pin your hopes on halfway help. Get ironized yeast. It's a two-way tonic. It gives you both vitamin B and iron. Thousands of weary, worn-out men and women who only needed more of these substances are singing its praises. These folks tell us how quickly ironized yeast has helped them gain the grand new pounds the glorious new pep and strength and sparkle they needed to really enjoy living. Remember that name, Ironized Yeast. And now, lights out, everybody. Hello? Hello, police head, police department? My name is Charles Crager, Dr. Charles Crager. I live at 872 West Street, apartment 2B. I want you to come and get me. I have just killed a man, Jay Drogan. Did you hear me? I said, come and get me. I just killed a man. His name was... I'm willing to bet on it. I'm willing to... I'm telling you, sure, my name is Jay Drogan. I'm going to drink this. Hey, Jay, forget it, will you? You better lie down and get some rest. Let me alone. Take your hands off me. I said I was going to drink this mess, and I'm going to drink it. Right out of the cocktail shaker. Mm. Ah. Hey, 
He's really drinking it. Holy cats, look at him. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that was terrific. How did it taste? Wonderful. I... I... Jay! He's sick. No, no, I, I'm all right. Hot in here. Window. Want window open. The windows. Who broke all the windows? Got to get up. Get to work. Oh. 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 Huh? All dressed. Better my clothes. Put me to bed. Oh, doesn't matter. Oh. Oh, all right, all right. All right. Hello, Jade Drogan speaking. Who? Oh, yeah. Uh, hello, friend. Sure, sure, I'm coming down to the office. Party? All right, all right. A man got to have some fun once in a while, can't he? I got to wash up. I. All right, I'll be down here. Goodbye. Son of a... Where's my hat? Well, what? Windows broken? <laughs> some party. Uh, tell superintendent, get windows fixed. Wonder what... Oh, well. Better get to the office. Good thing the building has an elevator. Couldn't walk downstairs. Oh, good morning, then, Mr. Drogan. Oh, oh, hello, Mr. Jensen. I was just... What the devil's the matter with this elevator? I've been punching this button for five minutes. Well, it takes time for it to come down when it's up on the top floor. It takes that time The devil for... with the time. It's always going wrong, that elevator. I wish that blasted thing would fall through the basement. Hey, it's falling. It... It fell... Just like you said. Oh, then, Drogan, sit down. Sit down. Thank you, Doctor. It was good of you to see me without an appointment. Well, you seem to be in quite a state. What is it? It's, uh, it's my head. You injured it? No, no, uh, I don't think so. You see, I had a little party at my house last night. Oh, my head. <laughs> never mind, never mind. Well, this certainly is the morning after the night before. Go over to the window and let me look at you. Yes, Doctor. It's it's my head, Doctor. Every sound... It's just the morning after. But every sound... That blasted airplane up there, it's so loud in my head, Doctor. No, no, I... don't get excited. Why does that infernal pilot have to fly so low? Blast you up there! Why don't you crack up? Look! He's falling! Falling... What you said, Drogan, really happened. Step back now. Keep away. Keep away. All right, Drogan, we, we better be moving on. Yeah, you come back to my office and I'll give you a sedative and you lie down and rest a little while and then you'll be all right. Yeah. Coincidences. That's nothing old. That's all it was. Nothing more. Well, watch out, man. Watch out where you're walking. It's okay, Doc. Now we can cross. Hey, you! How do you like that guy? Blasted cabs, they think they own the street. If I had my way, I'd smash them all up. Doc! Doc! 
It's happened. Again. Drink this. No, I tell you, drink this. I don't want to. It isn't what you want to do. It, it's a sedative. Now, drink it. Putting me to sleep for a little while is no now, help. Last night. Think about last night. Perhaps you, well, drank something out of the ordinary. Huh? Well, why do you look at me like that? I... I did. What? Uh, that drink, I... I just remember. Tell me. But, but that couldn't be it. Tell me. Well... We got a kidding about who could mix the most unusual drinks, and I was feeling high, and I mixed one. Well, what was in the drink? I... I don't know. Well, you must know. If I knew what was in the drink, perhaps some chemical... Oh, wait a minute. Where do you think you're going? To the office. Well, what... Fred, my business. I, I've got this... No. Are you completely out of your head? You're a menace, a walking danger. Don't you realize that you can't go out of here until we figure this out, some way to stop it? If you don't, every time you say a negative thought, it'll happen and someone will die. Do you want that? <laughs> What's the matter with you? Why should you laugh? Stop it. Stop it. Well, it's funny. I go to see my doctor because I'm going out of my head and he goes out of his head. But what happened to you that all of a sudden I heard you should... you said that I was a menace. And when you said that, all at once everything cleared up. What? Yeah. Me, a menace. That's the funniest thing anybody ever said about me. Look at me. No hair, half my teeth aren't my own. I've cut a pot belly and I'm a menace. Yeah, you, a doctor who's supposed to judge things only by facts, suddenly decide I'm a menace. Why? Because three screwy things happened that I had nothing to do with. That I had nothing to do with. Coincidences. Like getting four aces two times running or... Rolling seven twenty-five times in a row or anything else where two and two doesn't add up to four. That that elevator would have fallen anyway, and, and that plane, so his motor cut out just when I said it. And, and the cabs, we were both so scared that we ran off without finding out whether or not there was a good reason why three cabs smashed up. Sure, cabs have accidents all the time. So, well, does that make me a menace? I ask you, is that the way for a doctor to talk? I'm sorry. Of course you're right. I've been talking like an emotional moron. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? I'm the man who has always evaluated situations through factual evidence. And even then, I've retained some measure of skepticism because I know how, well, how misleading human observation can be. Trogan, would you mind shaking hands with a blasted fool? Sure, Doc. And you're shaking hands with one, too. Uh, now, if you don't mind, can I use your telephone? Sure. Of course, of course. I've got to call my office, explain why I'm late. Oh, had me scared for a while. Hello. Hello, that you, Fred? Yes, I'm on my way in. But I, I tell you, I'll be there in a few minutes. But I'm telling you. I know, I know, but I'm coming. Oh, stop yelling at me. Why don't you drop dead? Fred. Hey, Fred. What's the matter? What's the matter? Why, I don't know. One minute I was talking to him, and then... Fred, Fred, answer me. No, it can't be. You're lying. Hello? Hello? Drogan, what is it? Tell me. Someone said... Fred just dropped dead.
Ladies and gentlemen, to stop a suspense story may seem an intrusion. But before going on with the story of this strange little miracle man, perhaps a breath or two of relaxation is indicated. Yes, before going on with our lights-out story of the projective Mr. Drogan, let's turn to a problem of these hectic times. We have a very troubled young lady here. Trouble's no word for it. My boss wants to give me a dandy new job, but I'm so tired out and run down and jittery, I'm afraid I couldn't handle it. I'm getting much too thin. And I've tried every tonic I know, but nothing I try seems to help me. Well, miss, maybe you just haven't tried the right tonic. Maybe more vitamin B and iron's what you need. Vitamin B and iron? Could that make such a difference? Well, when you don't get enough vitamin B from your meals, you may lose your appetite, eat so poorly that you lose weight and strength, or you may not get all the good out of what you do eat. And when you don't get enough iron from your food, you may be weak and pale and feel only half alive. How can I get more vitamin B and iron if I need them? The quickest, easiest way I know is take ironized yeast tablets. They give you both vitamin B and iron. And pleasant little ironized yeast tablets are a cinch to take. But uh, are they terribly expensive? Oh, not a bit of it. They cost but a few pennies a day. So try ironized yeast tablets if more vitamin B and iron is what you need. Then see if pretty quick you aren't saying... Tired? Not me. I'm so full of pep now I hardly know myself. And I've gained pounds. Why didn't somebody tell me about ironized yeast tablets ages ago? And now, back to lights out. At the moment when both Drogan and the doctor had rationalized the miracles into coincidences, another miracle had taken place. Another miracle of death. And now the men sit in the doctor's office, and there is great fear in both of them. What time is it, Doctor? One. I can't just sit here. No, no. You're, you're my responsibility. I, I've i got to think something out. I, I just can't keep on not thinking anything. Great Godfrey. What? What's the matter with me? You can perform miracles. I'm convinced of that. All right. Then why in the name of common sense can't you perform positive miracles instead of negative ones? I, I don't understand. Listen to me. It, it's simple. It's so simple that neither one of us thought of it. Just as you can kill people and cause accidents, why can't you do good? Good? Yes, good. Heal the sick, give eyes to the blind. But when it comes to killing, kill the ones who should be killed. Well, that's right. Maybe I could do that. Hitler, 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 Mussolini. Why, you could wipe out the whole Nazi army by just saying so. Yeah, but, but how would we know? Now, wait a minute. It's all clear now. Every miracle that you performed today was a negative miracle. The falling elevator, the airplane, the taxis, your friend. Everything negative. You haven't performed a single positive miracle. Not a miracle for good instead of evil. Well, come with me. Where? Out into the street again. Come on, Drogan. We've got to find out if you can perform a good miracle just as easily as performing the other kind. And if you can, well... You'll start making history in a few minutes, Mr. Drogan. Now, Drogan, now. 
What? On the corner, the newsman. He's blind. Well, don't be stupid. We'll go over to him. Faber? Faber, get your paper. Hello, Tom. That you, doctor? Yes, give me a magazine. Well, anyone will do. Yes, sir. Wish it, Drogan. Wish that he could see. I am, I am. Hey, uh, doctor. How have you been? Oh, never mind about me. How about you? Huh? How about your eyes? <laughs> Are you kidding? Drogan, out loud. You've got to say it out loud. Hey, doc, what's the matter? Say it. I wish that he could see. Hey, what, what's going on here? Tom, you see. You do see. What? What's the matter with you, Doc? You can see. Let me alone, will you? What, what are you trying to do? What, what are you after? Can you see? Oh. Oh, I can't see. Get the devil away from here. I can't see. All right, Brogan. Come on. Yeah. What does it mean? Whatever you want to do that's good doesn't happen. But whatever you say that's evil happens. God help you, Drogan. Well, I know what you've been... We just go in there. Well, have a good sleep, friend Drogan? Yeah. Why? Why did I fall asleep? A sedative I gave you. Oh. Drogan, I want you to meet my wife. How do you do? Well, it's a pleasure, Mrs. Craker. Yeah. Let me give you a hand. No, no, no. I'm all right. Yeah, of course. Uh, Drogan, I've told the entire story to my wife. She's clear-headed about this. I'll let her tell you what she thinks. Go ahead, Anne. Mr. Drogan, Charles thinks you're a menace to humanity. I don't think so. I think the danger to others is not through you, but through somebody else. You don't know what I mean, well... That's understandable. I mean, you wouldn't willfully hurt anyone. But what if someone forced you to? What if your ability to perform miracles... Evil miracles? Yes, evil miracles, was discovered by some criminal. He would force you to do what he wanted, at no risk to himself, because since the criminal was performing an evil act, you couldn't hurt him. In other words, Drogan, someone could use you for criminal purposes. Yes, blackmail the world because you thought he could kill anyone in the world. You haven't said anything, Mr. Drogan. You do understand? Yes, I, I understand. What do you expect me to do about it? We don't expect you to do anything. The responsibility is beyond you or us. Whatever happens is up to the proper authorities. Uh, authorities? What we must do is to tell the authorities of what happened. It's a... Wonderful idea. What did you say? It's a wonderful idea. Charles, I told you you'd understand. Trogan, I'm proud of you. Thank God it happened to a man like you instead of another little fascist who'd imagine himself a super Hitler. A wonderful idea. Yeah, yes, of course, but why do you keep on saying that? You gave me a wonderful idea. <laughs> Thank you, but that's not important now. We've got to go to the authorities. All of us. No. Why should you say no? I I'm not going anywhere. Neither are you. What? Charles, why should he say... Wait. What's the matter? Nothing. I'm not going any place, or you. What do you mean? Sit down. What the devil for? Sit down. Now, I don't see what... Doctor, I'll let you talk. Now, let me. 
Well, in my own way, I figured out the world a long time ago. And that's why I was satisfied. Now, you see, it's like this. Some people are born with more than other people. One man has more brains, so he's an Einstein. Another fellow's born with good looks, so, so he's a movie star like that, that, that Taylor fellow. Another has muscles that work better, so he's a Joe Lewis. Another one's got more energy, so he's an Edison. Most people are born with just enough brains and muscles to get along in a plain, ordinary life, like me. I knew that. So I was satisfied. Then, then this happened to me. All at once, all I've got to do is say something, and, and then it happens. Not good things, we found that out, but whatever I say that's wrong happens. I can do what anybody else in the world would like to do but can't do. No army or navy or air force. I can say that somebody should die or, or that something should, should burn or break or fall, and it happens. At first, it was the same for me as for you, Doctor. I I couldn't believe it was really so. Then, then while I was lying here, I heard you and your wife talking, and I began to figure things out. And then you both gave me the real idea. Dempsey and Joe Lewis and Tunney and those fellows who had better muscles made themselves millions. So did Edison and Ford and, and Chrysler and the rest of them who had brains. Now, I had something. Why shouldn't I get paid off, too? Paid off? That's right. How? You, you said it before. What? Uh, I think you call it blackmail. Charles! The way you both look at me, you'd think I'd said something you hadn't said before yourself. Anybody that's any good to the world, I can kill. All right. There's people get paid off in this world for not letting other people starve, so I'll get paid off for not making people die. That's a pretty bad joke. Joke? No. Of course you're joking. No. You don't mean that. Sit down, Doctor. Doctor, I said for you to sit down. Don't you order me around. Now stop this nonsense and... Oh. I brought you some tea, Mrs. Craker. Uh, yes, uh, thank you, Frederick. Just put the tray Wait down. a minute. Uh, take that tray out of here. Go ahead. Take it out. But I... I take orders, aren't from Mrs. Craker? Is that so? Well, why don't you die? Frederick! He's dead, isn't he, Doctor? Yes. So you see, it isn't nonsense. You devil, you! Well, up to now, it's always been plain Sam. I never thought that you... That's just it. You should never underestimate a little man, now, now should you? Charles, do you hear me call the police? He hears you, but he won't do anything about it, will you, Charles, doctor? don't just sit there. This man is a murderer. He killed doctor, Frederick. your wife is talking a little too much, Why isn't she? There, won't you please? Doctor, do you hear me? I suggest you tell your wife to shut her mouth. Or maybe you'd like me to say something to her, the words I said about the servant. Suppose I said, Mrs. Crager, I wish you would... Stop! Will you please do something And stop it. Stop! You hear me? Stop it. Now, it'll be all right, dear. It'll be all right. Of course it will, as long as we're sensible about this. Now then, what is my plan? A very simple thing. You and your wife are going to help me get everything in the world that I want. Yes, everything. What I tell you to do, you will do. Um, uh, letters. I, I will decide on three influential gentlemen in our government, and three wealthy gentlemen in industry to whom you will send letters explaining about me. Now, they won't believe, but at the time I tell them to, they'll die, and the newspapers will know about it. And after that, everyone will believe me, now won't they? And so as not to die, 
Everyone will do exactly as I want, won't they? Because they won't have any choice in the matter. They send soldiers against me. I'll wish that they'll be dead, and, and they will be dead. And soon, from Washington to London to Moscow, everyone will be doing exactly what Sam Drogan wants them to do. And that'll be wonderful, won't it? All the good people of the world doing exactly what one little man wants them to do. Well, you haven't said anything, Doctor. You understand what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. It was inevitable. Of course, I, I won't want you and your wife to leave here. Now then, we, we'd better have this man's body removed, and then we'd better get to work. Or have you any suggestions? Do you mind if I have a drink? Drink? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. A drink started all this, didn't it? <laughs> Go right ahead, Doctor. Thank you. And, and you, Mrs. Crager, you're quite all right now, aren't you? Yes, I'm sure you are, the way you sit there looking at me. You and your husband will do exactly as I say because you're both good people and I'm deaf to good people. And you know that now, don't you? Yes, I'm sure my wife knows that. Your drink. Oh, yes. Oh, and quite a full one. Thank you, doctor. I, uh, I drink to, to your continued good health. <clears throat> well, a strong one and a good one. Thank you, Doctor. I, uh, uh, I... What? Drink? Oh, my throat, you... You put... No. Wouldn't dare. I'll... Kill... Charles, what did you... Kill... Charles, he's going to... Wait. I wish you... Charles! slowly than should have, but it worked. Drogan, you made one mistake. You should never underestimate what good people can do, if they have to. Mr. Obler... Mr. Obler, I know how you feel, but in these times of stress and strain, the tensions of life do pile up for all of us. And once in a while, it's a welcome let-up to think of miracles and miracle men. A miracle man who can solve all things with a wish and a wave of the hand. Of course, we know now that miracles actually do happen, with work and with the will of a fighting people. Which brings us to next week. I'll tell you about that after you've had your say. Well, I just want to clear up a point for our listeners. Friends, we've told you about ironized yeast. We've told you, too, how thousands who only needed more vitamin B and iron today thank ironized yeast tablets for helping them gain glorious new strength and pep and five, ten, even more pounds of good new flesh. But did you know that you can try ironized yeast tablets on a no-risk, money-back basis? Yes, if you don't quickly begin to eat better, sleep better... Feel your old-time, peppy, happy self again. In short, if you're not 100% pleased with the results, the cost of the first bottle will be refunded to you in full by ironized yeast, 
Box IY, Rowing, New Jersey. So, if you need more vitamin B and iron, get the one and only ironized yeast tablets right away, tonight. And next week? Well, next week, very simply, I like stories of escape. I always have. My typewriter likes them. My shorthand book likes them. My stenographer likes them. My dictaphone likes them. I think other people feel the way I do. In childhood, we like to read of escape from galloping Indians, and as we grow older, escape from uh, pursuing love. And we grow older than that, uh, other more subtle escapes. Well, by this time, you ought to know that next week's story is one of escape. Its title is Until Dead. And I've promised myself and you a suspenseful and amazing half hour, but as usual, that's next week. Yes, tune in next Tuesday again for Arch Obler's eerie story, Until Dead. And if you need more vitamin B and iron, be sure to try ironized yeast, the one and only ironized yeast, with the big letters IY on the package and on each tablet. It is later than you think. There are plenty of men around who will tell you the nicest thing next to their face in the morning is Mole Brushless Shaving Cream. For that's the sign of a smooth, comfortable shave ahead. Mole, you see, is the shaving cream that helps guard your face against painful nicks and cuts by forming a protective film between your skin and your razor. You get a close shave and a mighty comfortable one, too. So get Mole, M-O-L-L-E, and be on the receiving end of a swell shave every morning yourself. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.